WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. But they better win Sunday at home against Kansas City. To be honest, I can think of very few situations more distressing than a tie in the opening game at Cleveland after you lead by 21-7 in the fourth quarter. It was the rough equivalent of last year's meltdown at Chicago. And that's acceptable if it only happens once. So here's hoping. Ben's going to be fine. Connor's going to continue to do well. The O-line got to do better, at least when it comes to pass blocking. I watched the game again last night, and it was incredible how good the O-line was at run blocking and how bad the O-line was at pass blocking. Not just Garrett running by Villanueva either. The Browns got a big push up the middle and collapsed the pocket coming at Ben a number of times. Just an amazing disparity between run and pass in the performance of the Steelers a lot. Some seem encouraged by the defense, but it was only the Browns, and it was only Tyrod Taylor. And in the end, that D couldn't get the stop it needed. This is the Mark Madden Show. 412. 3-3-3-99-39 is the number to call, or you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMadnX. We got Bill Hillgrove at 3.30, and we got Stan Saverin at 4.30. That's the Midnight Mayor of Conneaut Lake and the Godfather, and we got them both right here on 105.9 X. Cornerback Joe Hayden reportedly has a mild hamstring pull, so he might play against Kansas City, but... Do the Steelers want to push it? Do they want to push a veteran this early in the season? I like Cam Sutton, but the veteran element Hayden puts in that secondary just can't be replaced. A quick high school recruiting note, Joey Porter Jr. plays for North Allegheny, and he's committed to Penn State. Uh, The kid's a good player, good for him, but there you go. Penn State comes into Narduzzi's backyard and gets a big recruit. And what happened Saturday won't help. Anyway, back to the Stillers. After the fumble on Sunday, Connor had just 14 yards on 10 carries. Connor had a good game. But maybe the load should be split up a bit. Memo to Tomlin, it's not required to run the back until the wheels fall off. That is not a league rule, nor is it mentioned in the United States Constitution. Uh, I liked Switzer on Sunday. I liked his panache. He did not hesitate when it came to returning kicks and punts. Uh, Switzer averaged 23 yards on the kickoffs and 11.2 yards on the punts. Those are not bad numbers. We don't know what's going on with James Washington. He only played 11 offensive snaps on Sunday and wasn't targeted at all. Justin Hunter, 
played 51 offensive snaps and was targeted five times. Maybe Washington was still hurt a bit, the ab injury, but it didn't look that way. I'd rather play Washington and let them learn on the fly than play a bum like Hunter. The Steelers had seven sacks. That leads the league again. Watt had four. Some keep questioning their pass rush, but their pass rush keeps getting sacks. So maybe we should just judge by the numbers. And let's hope Watt stays healthy because he was a beast. J.J. Watt had only three tackles and zero sacks for Houston. T.J. Watt had 11 tackles, four sacks, and a blocked field goal for Pittsburgh. In some ways, it sucks to be T.J. Watt because he can never be the best Watt. Then again, that takes off some of the pressure. Tomlin addressed the media today. Here's the injury report. Tomlin said Ben hurt his elbow and may be limited in practice. You got Hayden with the hammy, Alu-Alu with a shoulder, and DeCaster with a hand fracture, although I guess he'll be able to play. That's the thinking right now. As always, what happens this week will dictate with everyone injured. Tomlin also talked about Antonio Brown threatening that reporter from the undefeated.com. He wrote a story on AB that talked to a lot of AB's close friends, relatives, a baby mama, a personal trainer, and it was not flattering. So AB tweeted that he would punch the guy next time he saw him or words to that effect. When asked about the situation, Tomlin said, quote, there's very little accountability on social media, unquote. Yeah, except the story was well-sourced and on an ESPN website, not social media. And AB directly responded on Twitter, so AB did not misquote himself. Uh, Tomlin has some nerve talking about very little accountability. Tomlin is the king of very little accountability. Antonio Brown called Ed Bouchette a racist and then threatened this guy from the undefeated. Tomlin has zero control. Now, to be fair, Tomlin doesn't want control. That that news conference they have every Tuesday, I'm not sure if all the reporters should get out of the same car beforehand or if Tomlin should get out of a clown car. Uh, The Penguins had an informal scrimmage today. Camp opens Friday. One of the lines for the scrimmage was Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel. I don't think that line will be used during the regular season. Malkin got hit up high with his stick and left the ice favoring his left arm and shoulder. And that is why Ben doesn't play more in the exhibition games. The New York Jets won, and Sam Darnold played well, the rookie quarterback. And the Jets are now America's team. Well, ESPN's team anyway. If the Jets are even decent, ESPN will be insufferable, which ESPN is anyway. Hardly anybody took a knee during week one of the NFL. Two guys, I think. So I guess that's over. To football players, the game is about getting paid, period. And when the other players saw Kaepernick get paid for taking a knee, And make no mistake, that's what happened. Nike paid Kaepernick for taking a knee. When the other players saw it, they they figured, hey, 
Where's mine? And then you got that slogan, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Maybe most people just don't want to do that. I sure don't. The football players who ain't getting a Nike check, they probably said, do I really want to put my career in jeopardy to take a knee on the sideline to spotlight a problem that's no closer to being solved than it was the first time Kaepernick took a knee a couple years back? And if they said no, I do not blame them. Uh, Paulina Gretzky has deleted all pics of Dustin Johnson from her Instagram account. Wow. But there is a photo of her and Tiger Woods. Tiger, you hound you. Those old habits, they die hard. There's also a photo of Paulina Gretzky and Franco Harris, which is very odd. I, I got that posted, by the way, on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. The photos of Franco Harris with the inductees of the Pitt Athletics Hall of Fame on Saturday. Why is Franco Harris in that picture? Why didn't anybody tell Freemil Franco to F off? Why is a Penn State alum in the middle of all the pictures of the Pitt Athletics Hall of Fame? Freemil Franco. Free Meal Franco. Uh, today is the 18th anniversary of 9-11. My condolences to everybody touched by that tragic day, especially those connected to Flight 93, which crashed in Somerset. This is the Mark Madden Show at the bottom of the hour. He is in his 25th season as the Steelers play-by-play man. It's Bill Hillgrove right here on the X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. All hail Finn, all hail Mark Madden. I think that says a lot about my integrity. I love it. I think it's great. Achtung, baby. The X at 105.9. Uh, Mark Caballi of The Athletic reports, the Steelers have removed Le'Veon Bell from their official depth chart for week two against Kansas City. He was listed as the starter for week one under the notation has not signed franchise tender. Uh, Bell, however, remains on the alphabetical, numerical, and positional rosters for the Steelers. Staying with the Steelers, we got some great sound right now. Here's Colin Coward of Fox Sports talking about the Steelers' culture, which is, like he says, all over the place. Being a Pittsburgh Steeler fan is the world's greatest roller coaster ride. I mean, it's just like this, all over the place. And by mostly wins especially when you're in a division against Cleveland and Cincinnati. But I used to work at a company that had theme parks and roller coasters. And you know what happens when you ride a lot of roller coasters? You just don't feel that good. You get woozy. Your stomach hurts. When I was a kid, I could ride roller coasters all day. And then as I get older and older and older, I can do like two a day. Then I just want to go have a sandwich, watch my kids on the roller coasters. And the Steelers yesterday, their box score, this is the life of a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. 12 penalties for 120 yards, 6 turnovers, but 7 sacks and 6 yards of play. That's the Steelers. They're just a mess. But they are so talented that they've been able to overcome it for years, again, especially because Cleveland and Cincinnati are in their division and they dominate both. It reminds me a lot of Robert Downey Jr. in Hollywood early in his career. He had behavioral drug stuff arrested multiple times, but he was so damn talented he kept getting jobs. 
He was just so gifted, so handsome, so funny, so glib, so gifted. They just kept giving him jobs. But eventually, to reach his ultimate potential, he had to button it up. And, and Pittsburgh's all over the map. But they can win most of the time, you know, except when they play Belichick and Brady. And then they can't win because they're a mess. They are the most dysfunctional, t- even this year. You got the running back holding out. You got offensive linemen bashing him. You got Big Ben's bashing Tomlin. And, and Todd Haley's out. And then he's in. And he's yelling at Big Ben. And, but they're so talented, they keep winning games. But yesterday now, Cleveland is good enough because they've been so bad for years. They got draft picks. You watch Cleveland yesterday and you're like, oh, Miles Garrett's really great. Jarvis Landry's really great. And they got some cornerbacks that are pretty good. And Cleveland now, you can tie them when you're dysfunctional. I mean, Cleveland had that game. And eventually Cleveland's going to get better at quarterback. And they're going to get this superstar young coach. And being a dysfunctional mess is not going to work. And that's the problem with being dysfunctional. I, I live near Hollywood. I see it all the time. Massive talent and massive dysfunction. And you can overcome a lot of it. Talent overcomes a lot of issues. Aaron Rodgers overcomes a lot of flaws. I mean, there's no getting past that. Russell Wilson makes up for a lot of mistakes in draft picks by the Seattle Seahawks. But the last eight years, the Steelers have won three playoff wins. And there's a reason. They're dysfunctional. Yesterday's game was a microcosm. Seven sacks, six yards of play. Six turnovers, five interceptions, holding. There was a series. I got to show you. There was a series in the third quarter that was so Steelers. Second and goal, touchdown, nullified penalty. Okay, we bring it back. Second and 12, touchdown, nullified penalty. Second goal at the 22, touchdown. This time there's no penalties. This one counts as a touchdown. Good Lord, Pittsburgh. You can't get away with that against Brady and Belichick. You're not going to get away with that with that Ravens team I saw yesterday. I mean, talent's great. But, man, at some point, Robert Downey grew up. Robert Downey got help. Robert Downey buttoned it up. I mean, at some point, you're just not going to win Super Bowls like the eight years, three playoff wins. By the way, couldn't score a touchdown in one of them, beat Matt Moore and the Dolphins in the other one, and were outplayed by the Bengals. The Bengals lost it more than you won it in the other one. But, I mean, yesterday is like, get it together. Lavian Bell's holdout's not the issue. This culture they've created that's all over the map is the issue. Everything Colin Coward just said is absolutely correct. And you may not like it, but you're too close to it. Most of the media here is too close to it. You don't see the Steelers as they really are. And how they really are is, like Colin Coward said, dysfunctional. And you can quote Tomlin's regular season record all you want. You can't deny three playoff wins in eight years. I loved what Coward said. He said they're just a mess, but they're so talented They're able to overcome it most times. He compared the Steelers now to Robert Downey Jr. during his drug phase. And that is so balls-on accurate. It's scary. Okay, another soundbite from the DV Morning Show. Cam Hayward of the Steelers talked to Artie Burns about John with Todd Haley, the former Steelers offensive coordinator who is now performing the same job with Cleveland. I don't know. I had to. I told Artie, well, they're not going to kick Todd uh, out of the stadium. 
you know, Todd's got kicked out many places before, but they're not going to get him out of the stadium. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Artie, Artie, Artie's got to keep his, his, his head. You're not going to win that battle with him. And that is why I love Cam Hayward so much. Whammy! Up next, another guy we all love. He's in his 25th year as the Steelers play-by-play man on DVE. It's the Midnight Mayor of Conneaut Lake, the great Bill Hillgrove. He's up next on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. It is Stan the Man Gable Gravitas. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. The X at 105.9. Okay, we're efforting to locate Bill Hillgrove. Perhaps he's at the Hotel Conneaut Bar. (laughs) We should call there. Probably be worth a try. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Oh, there's a story that Jake Scart, the pit holder who didn't play Saturday and had his left arm in a brace. That became an issue because the punter wound up being the holder and he botched the hold and things went to hell from there. Although, frankly, that's just excuse making when you get your ass kicked in 51 to 6. But there's a story that Jake Scarton got hurt in a fight. I am told that Jake Scarton got beat up by a Duquesne football player. So not only did Pitt get killed by Penn State, Pitt can't even beat Duquesne. Whammy! The Penguins camp opens Friday. If plans hold, I'll be doing my show from out there at the Lemieux Complex in Cranberry. Big news out of Tampa Bay. Earlier today, Steve Eiserman quit as general manager and has been replaced by Julian Brisebois. That's a shock. Eiserman will serve in an advisory role moving forward. But that that's crazy. I'm a big Eiserman fan. Great player, great executive, great man. Did heck of a job for Tampa. I mean, was he forced out because Tampa's underachieved some? I don't know. Maybe. Uh Staying with hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs are now favored in Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. They are the betting favorite right this second at 13 to 2 odds. Penguins are a bit further down the depth chart at 12 to 1. Washington just above Pittsburgh at 11 to 1. The Toronto Maple Leafs don't have one legitimate top fair defenseman, but are favored to win the Stanley Cup. I guess because they signed John Tavares a guy that's never won anything. Uh, I I get why Vegas did it, because Toronto fans are so optimistic, a ton of them are betting the Leafs to win the Cup, and if they're too big a long shot and somehow do come through, then Vegas has to pay out too much. But uh, the idea that they are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup is just nutty. 412-333-9939 is the number to call to recap. What we talked about at shows open, the Steelers blew up just like they did last year at Chicago in that loss at Cleveland. I'll talk about this at 4 o'clock, but I watched that game a second time last night, and the Steelers really did suck every bit as bad as I thought they sucked when I watched the game the first time through. And I know a lot of y'all are la-dee-duh about it, but uh, it's not a good start. In some ways, it's the worst possible start. Well, 
Not as bad as losing to Cleveland. But to tie that team that's won once in its last 32 games and to blow a 21-7 lead on route and make all those mistakes, all those turnovers, all those penalties. I mean, you heard what Colin Coward said. I know you don't want to believe it, but it's a sloppy team whose culture is all over the place. And I'm sorry, I trace that back to Tomlin. I get less enamored of Tomlin every time I talk about him. Every time I hear about him doing things like today, holding Antonio Brown to no accountability for threatening a reporter on social media after he'd previously called Ed Bouchette a racist when there's no evidence whatsoever to suggest that. If it makes Eddie Boo feel any better, I go through that all the time. We're in a world where if you criticize a woman, you're sexist. If you criticize a man of color or a woman of color, you're a racist. And God forbid you criticize a woman of color like I've done with Serena Williams and deservedly so this week. So I just don't think the Steelers have a coach or a team, a roster, guys like Bell and Brown that are ever going to win again. And I know they did once, but times change. The discipline has gotten less and less. The focus has gotten worse and worse. And while everyone likes to yank it and crank it while quoting Tomlin's regular season record, he's won three playoff games in eight years. Uh, I look at all those Super Bowls, all those trophies in the Steelers' offices, I find it hard to accept that this is a regular season town and that we think Tomlin's regular season record validates him for having done what the Steelers should have done since last reaching the Super Bowl, not quite a decade ago. Your thoughts, 412-333-9939. Uh, Better Call Saul was brilliant last night. Uh, the Gus Fring monologue in Hector Salamanca's hospital room with Salamanca out cold, it was Olivier-level good. Just an incredible acting performance by Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Gus Fring. A very, very powerful scene. Better Call Saul gets better every week. And unless I really miss my guess, I think Jimmy McGill turned into Saul Goodman at the end of last night's show. I think he became not a criminal lawyer, but a criminal lawyer. Uh, here's some news I'm not sure I needed to hear. According to Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney and John Lennon once masturbated together. Come together right now. Well, okay, not over me. How about over there? Or better yet, maybe in the next room. Here's a headline that, that speaks for itself. Central Oklahoma football player loses foot after getting run over by a train. At least he wasn't caught in a trap and had to knock off his own foot. I want to get back to Tomlin real briefly. He said a few nutty things today at his press conference. He said Bud Dupree played a comparable game to T.J. Watt. To which I say, how you figure? How could you possibly figure? He also complained about that ball, that punt, that hit the Cleveland player, Nick Chubb. It should have been ruled a fumble. And maybe it should have been ruled a fumble. But when you tie Cleveland after leading by 14 in the fourth quarter, 
and you made all those mistakes? Bitching about that seems to be deflecting from the real problem. It really does, doesn't it? 412-333-9939, the number to call. Can't get over Toronto with Ron Hainsey in their top defense pair. They're favored to win the Stanley Cup. That is just unfriggin' believable. This Kansas City game, if you're not scared, I bet you are by the middle of the first quarter. I bet you still are at halftime. I bet you still are late in the game. It's going to be close. At the very best for the Steelers, it's going to be close. I don't think the Steelers have any chance of running away with it, not with their defense and not with their lack of focus. I'm amazed at how quickly and how optimistically, with so little rancor, this town has kind of brushed by tying Cleveland. You seem content to totally blame it on Ben. You seem content to say, oh, it's only the first game of the season. You seem content to say, oh, Connor played great. Juju played great. Like, that somehow negates a tie to Cleveland. It really does amaze me that you have just sashayed your way past a tie against Cleveland. But, you know, maybe it's not the city of champs anymore. Maybe it is a regular season town, and I just didn't notice. Here's another opinion. John Ledyard, who covers the NFL for NFL Draft, he tweets, the Steelers aren't well coached from a detail standpoint. I don't know that it's debatable anymore. Luckily for them, neither are the Browns. But hey, it's okay. Tomlin has a great regular season record. Great regular season record, and he spots empty platitudes like nobody's business. The standard is the standard. Even the players say it now. The standard is the standard, which begs the question, what exactly right now is the standard? You tell me, 412-333-WXDX. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Go ahead, you can say it, because it's true, it's damn true. Hey, Mark, love the show. Thank you for making my day. Yeah. The X at 105.9. There's a petition online. Boy, you're not going to like me saying this. Because I thought Mac Miller... Did brilliant work. I think he left us far too soon. I feel terrible about the circumstances under which he passed. And now there's a petition online for the Penguins to change their goal song to Mac Miller's song, Party on Fifth Avenue. And Mac was a big Penguins fan, but I just don't think that corporately the Penguins can change their goal song to one done by a guy who just overdosed on drugs. I just don't think you can do that. It's a nice gesture, and I appreciate all the tributes being done for Mac in particular uh, in, in his home area of Pittsburgh. I just don't think the Penguins can realistically do that. I mean, Mac Miller RIP, but uh, let's also be realistic. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Is anything I'm saying about the Steelers and their lack of focus and discipline getting through? Even remotely so. 
I think you think it's all all right, and they'll win sooner or later, and if they don't, you can just blame Ben. We're going to play the Colin Coward soundbite again later. He called the Steelers what they are, a mess. He called the Steelers what they are, dysfunctional. He pointed out the only part of Tomlin's coaching record that should count, and that's three playoff wins in eight years. And sure, it's tough to win in the playoffs, but this is a playoff town. It's not a regular season town. As far as a real Pittsburgh sports fan should be concerned, the Steelers' record last year was 0-1 and not 13-3. But it seems like none of that sinks in. Like you just don't want to blame Tomlin. You just don't want to blame the culture. You just don't want to admit that you don't win with guys like Bell and Brown. And I know you don't because the Steelers haven't. Are any of you even considering the things that Coward said? The things I'm saying? Are you considering those to be even remote possibilities? Because it doesn't think so. But so it has been said. And so it will come to pass. Uh, I like to bitch about my personal problems on this show. By the way, I am feeling a bit better. Not a lot better, but a bit better. The, um... The, um... Well, I must have a brain tumor, because I forget even the most rudimentary things. The no-gluten diet I'm on right now. Seems to be helping a little bit. I'm, uh... How can I put this without being too graphic? I go less frequently... And it's more solid when I do. How's that? Uh, But my newest dilemma is, this is actually pretty funny from a Keystone Cops type level. The key to open my mailbox is bent and won't work. Haven't been able to get my mail for like three days. My complex, you know, big house on the big side of town, it has a big mailbox on each block. Because God forbid the mailman would go door to door like they do with the rest of the world. So my keys bent won't work. It's the post office's responsibility to replace the key. And I couldn't get in to pick up the phone after about four calls today. I went to the local post office. They couldn't help me. They took my number, but that never got a call back. So finally I got through. After like seven or eight calls, I got someone to pick up the phone. And they said, oh, well, we'll try to get to it by the weekend. I said, by the weekend? What do I do about my meal till then? And they go, well, can you wait for your postman? And I go, yeah, I'll just take a day off work and just sit there and wait for my postman to come. Uh, I'm considering option B. You know what option B is? Taking a hammer and beating the door of my mailbox in. And then they'll know it's broken and hopefully they'll fix it. I'm pretty sure that's a federal offense, by the way. But what do I do? Because I need my mail. One thing I would hope you've all noticed by now. Anything that's a monopoly has rotten customer service. The U.S. Postal Service, Ticketmaster, Equitable Gas, Duquesne Light. Good luck in any of those jamokes to do anything. I can't wait for Penguin Camp to start on Friday I can't wait to talk about that because they're not a mess they're not dysfunctional they're fun to watch, they're fun to work with I don't know how anybody given a choice could like the Steelers better than the Penguins 
I don't know how anybody could just like the Steelers, period. They are unlikable from top to bottom. From the coach on down. I bet the water boys a jerk off. I bet the ball boys on the sideline are dicks. Unlikable from top to bottom. Some exceptions. I like Ben. You guys like to blame him. I like Cam Hayward. I like Stephon Tuitt. There's a bunch of guys, but not many. And the guys who are unlikable are exceedingly unlikable. You guys all have Juju now. Wait till this teammate won Bupkus when, by the time Ben retires. You'll hate him too. No, wait, I forget. You'll just blame Ben. You'll blame Ben because Juju's lit. And he's a young guy having fun. Let him live life. F off. F off and die with that kind of nonsense. It's about winning football games, period. If indeed we're the city of champions and not the city of douchebags, which I'm beginning to wonder about more and more. Let's go to Grant. Hey, Mark. Hi, Grant. Uh, hey, you know, what What Coward said, if you really can sit back and, and take the emotion out of it. What Coward said? What are, you, what are you talking about? The, the interview. Um, Coward. Colin Coward. Um, oh, Coward. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, right. Um, just how spot on he was. I mean, it's all, it was almost painful to hear. Because liking the Steelers so but much. Nobody but nobody can see it locally. The media can't see it locally. I'm honestly denial. the only one seeing it locally. Yeah, it, it's denial. I mean, I believe. I mean, I truly believe that at this point in time, Steelers Nation has to be in denial because everything he said, when you put it all together into the package and you have the stats and you read it all or listen to it all in one big lump, it's I look at Antonio Brown and his ego. And, and calling Ed Bouchette a racist and threatening the reporter from the undefeated. How can anybody not think he's a douchebag? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it just amazes me. You know, Juju Smith is headed there. Le'Veon Bell might never show up to get there. It, it's just a totally unlikable team. And then they tie Cleveland and blow a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, and it's still okay. Yeah, and, and it does stink because it, there are some likable commendable people on that team and it just gets ruined they're a dying breed though brah they're a dying breed let me tell you as i've said many times there are a few guys i know on that team who retired in the not too distant past who were sorry to stop playing football but could not wait to get out that locker room oh this could be good it's mailman josh on the north side mailman josh what do you got for me hello so yeah mark yeah so, there's an outgoing uh, opening, like, slit in your mailbox. Just okay, that's note. right. Put a little note with your name, your address, and just ask the mailman to go man your mail and put it in your door for you. Oh, okay. And he'll do that? He should. I do it, so it ain't no big deal. All right, good. I appreciate that advice. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. I bet it doesn't happen that way. You know what is great? Like, I'm writing my call for the trip tomorrow. I'm going to write almost exclusively hockey from now on. You know what? I'm 57 going on 58. And I've been on top of this gig for 22 glorious years going on 23. Shouldn't I just do what I like at some point? I've been bitching on the show. I always thought life would get easier when I got older. Maybe it's up to me to make it easier. And maybe doing what I like and making that an overwhelming part of this show, talking about hockey, is the way to do it. I mean, that stuff today where Tomlin... 
wouldn't even address Antonio Brown threatening a reporter. That's a punk coaching a punk. That's what it is right there. It's a punk coaching a punk. Let's go to Mark in Tennessee. Tennessee, you're on 105.9 X. What up, man? What up? You know, if Tomlin was the coach of the Penguins, he would have been gone probably about two years after he won the Super Bowl, or supposedly a Stanley Cup if he was coaching the Penguins. Why do you say that? Well, primarily, if we had the same ownership with between the two teams, if Maryland yeah, but, but, they're, but, they're, but they're run differently, brah. Hockey's a sport where you switch coaches a lot. Football, not as much, and the Steelers never do. I, I appreciate the call. That's an invalid comparison. Let's go to uh, Mark on the road. Mark, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mr. Madden. What? What's up? Hey, you know, uh, the Tomlin thing, it, it seems like year in, year out, like you say the same thing, the guy does not have control of that locker room. They don't seem to respect or even listen to anything he says. And he's so... Oh, no, they do out. listen to what he says, but what he preaches is a message of disrespect, especially toward the media. You know the story about Kabali? I forget who it was. It might have been uh, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace was talking to Kabali, and Tomlin wandered by, and Wallace didn't want to talk. He goes... Hey, coach, do I have to talk to this fat bleep? And Tomlin said, no, you don't have to talk to that fat mf'er. That's the coach saying that. That's the coach saying that. He's a jerk. No question. No question. See, here's the thing. I could sit here and praise him as a coach for his regular season stuff, but they've underachieved for the better part of a decade now. And the way he treats people... Like his lack of consideration for anybody who's not directly involved with the football team is just just despicable. Let's go to Anthony in Ohio. Anthony, very quickly, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I got a theory uh, as to why the Steelers being dysfunctional, no one will accept it, and that's because there's no real solution at the moment. So you just kind of got to hang on. Well, you know what? There's no real solution with this coach, and they're not going to get rid of this coach. Right. And and the funny part is they're so talented, they can overcome it just enough where people don't notice. But that's that uh, the ability. It's like, are you a a fan of the Godfather movies? I am. Remember when they put like a million bullets into Sonny at the turnpike stop? Yes. And then uh, Don Vito asked the undertaker to fix my boy up so his mother could see him at the funeral. Well, that that's yeah. what happens with the Steelers. They get riddled with bullets due to their dysfunction and lack of true leadership, both from the coaching office and in the locker room. But 13-3 and three makes it look like they're not riddled with bullets. But then, for the playoffs, they take Fredo out on the fishing boat and shoot him in the back of the head. In just 30 seconds, we're going to talk more about the Steelers. We're going to talk about just how bad that tied Cleveland was. 105.9 The X.